I am all for paying to market to new customers, but I'll never be able to wrap my mind around paying for our own diners. Why should we have to pay cover fees? It's like getting penalized for being busy. That's why I'm a huge fan of Yelp Guest Manager. It's a reservation and waitlist system connected to a diner network nine times larger than Open Table, and they never charge cover fees. Learn about their new $99 per month plan for newly opened restaurants at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash podcast or call 877-571-9357 and tell them full comp sent you. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. Together with industry expert Sean DeVries, we're unpacking the tactics, tools, and strategies used by million-dollar marketing agencies to improve your restaurant. Join us today to get an actionable tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today, we're talking about the correct incentives to put in place to inspire your team. How are we bribing these people, Sean? Tell me everything. (laughs) I really thought about this, right? Like I really did a lot of research and obviously with the work that I do in recruitment and training here in Australia, I'm working with a lot of different brands on what kind of incentives they're doing across their brands. And also I look at tech a lot, especially hospitality tech and seeing what they're doing because I think we can bring some of that into the hospitality scene in order to recognize people within our inside our four walls every day and make sure they're retained and they enjoy their experience. So the first one, is really recognition and awards, right? You can do that in many different ways. Rewards could be financially based. They could be employee of the month. I still think those kind of things are valid as long as they're not too cheesy. Professional development. Wow, this is a massive one. People in our industry are not professionally developed nearly enough. Chefs, obviously, front of house people in their skill set, like a barista or a chef or a cook or a sommelier, obviously fantastic training. But when we talk about things like management, conflict resolution, mental health training, all those kind of different things. We're not down the mark there of making sure we're developing our people further. And I think that's a lot why people leave the industries. They're not getting that development, right? Profit sharing. I've been part of profit sharing when I've run particular businesses as well. So people usually who have been with a business for two to three years, they'll have a profit share or JV of a particular venue for a period of time. It may be 12 months. It may be upwards of five years. Sometimes they'll buy into it to get a percentage back. Sometimes they're not going to have any skin in the game at all, but they'll still get money from it. It really just depends. It's very unique and bespoke, but a really good way to retain people for a long period of time. Health and wellness. Wow, that's a really, really open statement, right? But I'm seeing a lot of brands here who are doing things with mental health assistance with phone calls and psychiatrists and psychologists that people can talk to, gym memberships, spa days, those kind of different things. Even one brand that I've talked to recently who gives as part of their employee monthly bonus scheme will give a $200 um, like float voucher. So people will go to like a spa for a day and they'll get a $200 voucher to basically just chill out and relax and take time away from work. Bonuses and raises. So obviously bonuses based on KPIs that are actually achievable. Can I just reiterate that? Actually achievable. (laughs) And raises on a regular basis, right? So if you're thinking about raises, that's obviously deemed on performance or tenure. Usually those are at least every six to 12 months. Don't leave it any more than any 12 months. Personalized gifts. I imagine you've done this as well when you've been in your time being a hospitality owner. But like personalized gifts, notes, handwritten notes, 
really caring about that staff member doing those things which they don't expect the surprise and delight element is a really great way of showing that you care especially in the hospitality industry which has so many fantastic empathetic people with inside their brands they resonate with things like personalized gifts i definitely know i do and lastly like free food and beverage i think most venues do this some will do discounts which is completely fine as well but free food and beverage as long as it doesn't as long as there's parameters around it and it's not everything all the time or it's not free booze and all that kind of thing because then you need to think about the implications of that but i think definitely that's an easy win and and probably the most cost effective for most venues that are probably listening to this podcast i agree with all of those and i've actually tried most of those and you know what i found was most effective because you know it's really hard to find something that works universally for everyone Correct. what i found that was almost universally accepted was education training the, the servers wanted to learn how to bartend and the bartenders wanted to learn how to cook mm. and the cooks needed help prepping and that they were interested in learning how to be bartenders. And we ended up with an entire team I'm talking like 50 people and everybody was cross-trained. Mm. Everybody could do everything. And it was because, which benefited us obviously in a massive way, but for getting the benefits to the business itself, people figured out that these are life skills. If you can make a drink here, you can make a great drink anywhere. If you can cook, that is a gift that will serve you the rest of your life. One of the things we used to brag about was the fact that like, if we had 52 people working, 52 people knew how to use a knife, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what I found was because people are worried about spending money, if budgets are tight, what I have found is if you spend a little bit more on labor and you pay people to learn instead of the traditional model, which is people pay for an education, mm -hmm. they'll get long-term value from it and they'll stay with you because they want to learn more. Oh, absolutely. I think there's so many wins and I think it's probably the lowest hanging fruit that not a lot of people pick. I did that in my first bakery, right? Like I was struggling to find the bakers that I actually needed to produce the bread every day. Then I had staff who were at the front who were selling the bread, asked me like, can we help? Like we've seen what you guys do um, and girls do. We really want to be trained in that. And then so then we just had a training plan to train every single sales staff member to at least do basic concepts of baking. And then it worked that I had probably two to three of those staff who would actually bake on a regular process. So then the benefit in that is that they're more proud of the product that's actually been sold because they're producing it as well. Like, and then they stay longer because they're working in an environment which they feel like they're learning everything. Like, as you just said, like there's so many positives to it. And I just think it's probably the thing we don't do the most in our industry that's the easiest to do. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.